Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, you know what they say, better late than never. Wasn't going to make SP3 work on Easter Sunday. I mean, this dude works enough as it is. Plus, I don't want to get divorced. You know, if I had told my wife, hey, I got to pause Easter celebrations, record a podcast, that would not have gone over well. So we said, screw it. We'll do it live. And that's what we're doing. We're here now. We are live on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Audio will be up on the podcast shortly after we get done here. SP3, lots to talk about after SmackDown this week, after Rampage this week, after Battle of the Belts this week. A lot of controversy in the air, SP3. We got a lot to talk about, and we hope y'all hit us up in the discussion. We are live. Bring the heat today, baby. Hello, Reagan. Hello, Joshua. Appreciate you guys uh, for uh, joining us here today on Yes, as Joshua says, an awesome live podcast edition sp3 how you doing i'm doing great it's glad i'm glad we are live live is my nature uncut unfiltered live in living color our second live podcast starting off the week strong on a 215 very precise time i told my wife that was the time we were starting she was like a very specific time you got there i was like yes yes rick rick is a hard-working man he's gonna go right through into the driveway right into podcast That's form. precisely what happened i got i walked out of work at 150 I pulled into my driveway at 2.13. I came down here. I got in the link at 2.14. We had a quick powwow, and boom, here we are, ready to go. We got a lot to get into. We're going to be here roughly around 3 o'clock or so Eastern Standard Time because SP3 has a job he got to get to. So we got a lot to get into today, so let's start off with we would not be here without Bet Online, our partners, the continued number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. MLB, it's back underway. The red season is already over, so don't bet on them. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It is super easy to get started. Head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v yeah we'll be talking about la night later receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and sp3 let us start off this week hello supersonic we appreciate everybody who's joining us here so far let us start off with uh what closed the show on friday night smackdown is the fact that the, it seems like the the tag team division, we've been talking about it really heating up in WWE as of late. We both agree that is the, the Randy Orton factor of things. As long as he's involved with the tag team division, it's going to stay hot. Would not be surprised if this is the feud that closes out WrestleMania Backlash coming up here in a few weeks. The title unification match is set. The Usos, RK Bro, cool. Sign me up. Great match. We are both in agreement here. Love the idea of unifying the tag team titles as well. We think that'll be beneficial for uh, the tag team division as a whole. That being said, as more titles get unified, as more SmackDown stars end up on Raw, as more Raw superstars end up on SmackDown, there's a lot of talk in the wrestling community about, oh, dear God, are they possibly inching toward ending the brand split? This is something that both of us believe would be a very bad thing if they did that. Do you believe, SP3, that that is the direction they're going here? No, I don't, because that's not what Fox and USA want. Fox and USA want two unique shows with unique rosters. Uh, that's why we had the whole draft where Charlotte Flair went to SmackDown, because Fox wanted Charlotte Flair. That's why when Ronda Rousey returned, they didn't go with the the most logical matchup that we were talking about for months in the week and the week that the, the rumor started that she was returning. We said, Oh, it's obvious. Rhonda and Becky should be the match at WrestleMania. The reason they went the Rhonda and Charlotte route was because Fox wanted Ronda Rousey USA. That's why we had four Hell in a Cell matches last, <laughs> last June oh, God, in a matter that. 
in a matter oh. of three days because USA was like, you gave Fox a Hell in a Cell. We want our Hell in a Cell match too. So you're not going to tell me that just because, you know, it's something that a lot of fans want. And, you know, Dutch Mantel has kind of said that he wants like certain people, they should have a go-to roster. I get that more than them ending the brand split completely. It's going to be a bad move for the overall product. It's just it, people think that, oh, no, you know, people, more people's going to get time. No, the whole reason why more people get time now is because they're separate rosters. We're just going to see double the Roman, double the Charlotte, double the Becky, double, yeah, it's going to be the main stars are just going to be on both shows, double the amount of time, and they're going to get oversaturated. So it's a bad idea in in just common sense. It's a bad idea based on what's happened before, and it's a bad idea as far as pleasing the network partners. So no, I don't think WWE is edging close to it. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that that's you, you hit the nail on the head. The thing that people have to remember is, yes, it's still one company, but it's two separate networks, two separate contracts, and they are going to want specific talent to their brand. Now, Fox was very willing to let the rest of the SmackDown roster suffer to get Roman Reigns on board. So the fact that Roman Reigns is now a double champion and can go wherever the heck he wants, and the fact that he was on Raw and not on SmackDown in a week could not be very, very pleasing to them. So, all right, that's why it's like, I don't know if WWE knows what the hell they're doing because I don't think they've decided whether or not those titles are going to remain unified. And I'm talking about the World Heavyweight and WWE Championships or the, the Universal and WWE Championships. I'm not entirely sold that those things are staying unified. But the fact that they are shrinking down the men's tag team titles, this is something that I have long said, look, it does not make any sense to have two sets of men's titles and only one set. Well, technically you have two, but NXT's in its own world. But on the main roster, to have one set of women's tag team titles and two sets of men's tag team titles never made sense to me. They've always had more championships than they've really needed in WWE. So actually dwindling these down a little bit, it really does kind of help a lot. And it's going to mean more. And the other thing that this is going to do is, yes, you have your set rosters, right? But occasionally, if you get a little pop or refreshment, by having RKO show, or RK Bro show up on, on Friday Night SmackDown and kind of liven things up and shake things up a little bit every once in a while, I'm totally cool with that. If you want to have Charlotte Flair, if they decide to unify the women's belt, show up on Monday Night Raw and kind of refresh things a little bit and have a little pop a, a SmackDown on Raw every once in a while, that's fine. Keeps the show lively, keeps things fresh, keeps things from getting uh, stale as far as the same people on the same show every other week. That's why I held the best match on SmackDown last week on Friday was Rhea Ripley and Naomi. Nice little splash of boom. Here's Rhea Ripley on Raw because she's feuding with the tag team champs. I love that. I love that it's a two-way street. There's a lot of good things to come about shrinking the titles down, having floating belts. But yeah, at the same time, each roster still needs to have their own specific talent, their own separate brand. And I think that's what WWE is going to do here. I'm not buying the fact that they're going to be building toward a brand split because again, I don't think they know what the hell they want to do with Roman Reigns right now, which is the fact that he doesn't even have a challenger. They did not follow up on the Shinsuke Nakamura Roman Reigns thing that they did two weeks ago on Friday. And this is why I think that, you know, we were questioning the decision of WWE to put Cody Rhodes on Raw. I think the reason they did that is because Raw doesn't have the WWE championship. You never heard any reports of USA saying we want our own world champions. USA just keeps saying we want stars. And they just got one of the biggest stars from AEW now on Monday Night Raw. That's why Monday Night Raw has so many top stars like Seth Rollins, like Kevin Owens, like Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Edge. They have all the stars because they don't have a world champion right now. So why not just stack them with a whole bunch of stars where it really doesn't matter if Roman's on the show or not because your top stars on the Raw, like the PW Insider Report, added their, their rankings is those, those six guys are still on the show. So you're not really losing that much. It doesn't really matter. And now they're putting an emphasis on the tag team titles, thus making it likely that Roman Reigns is not going to be on 
on WrestleMania Backlash because you already got the big title unification match. You got Ronda and Charlotte too in an I Quit match. You got Cody and Seth. Do you really need Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura when no one's going to think Nakamura is going to win? No, just, that's what they are doing. They are, are making it possible for Roman. Yes, he can go to both shows. He can be on Raw if Raw needs to spike in the ratings. Great. But they are going to, and they don't even really need him on SmackDown because this was the first show that didn't, the first SmackDown that didn't have Roman where it wasn't that much of a drop off in the, the quality of the show. So yeah, I think that they are making the right decisions for what they need for both brands. And it shouldn't lead to the end of the brand split because the people that keep acting for this <laughs> do not remember 2015 how the brand split was how how it was pre-brand split. You just completely have forgot how bad it was and how how someone like Seth Rollins, who had his first WWE title reign and he had to lose on Monday Night Raw, turn around, lose on SmackDown. Like that's because they did not have ideas for one roster being on two separate shows. They have more ideas when they have have a set roster they yeah. have separate writers for each show and i know there's been a ton of releases right like uh, the, uh, close to 200 talent in the last year which is ridiculous uh but they still have enough talent to fill uh both of these shows to fill separate shows separate rosters even if you have the roman reigns and the becky lynch's and the charlotte flares and the usos or the rk bros of the world bouncing back between both shows you have plenty of that you still have people like bailey and asuka uh, who ha who are coming back at some point? Alexa Bliss will be coming back after her uh, her honeymoon is over. And uh, by the way, Fightful is going to have a report on Alexa Bliss coming up here that we might be talking about either on this show if it comes out now, uh, or if it comes out uh, after we're done, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show, which will air at uh, seven a.m. Uh, as usual. Uh, but the other thing that I really like about this, by the way, I don't again not going towards the brand split, but shrinking down the titles. It's going to do two. It's going to force WWE to do two things. One, it's going to force them to showcase the championships that they have. And they've, they've started doing that a little bit with the Intercontinental Championship. We've had two successful uh, title defenses by Ricochet on back to back weeks here. All right. After he lost like three matches in three days or two days, what two shows, three matches he lost. He's had two successful title defenses now. We have a United States title match tonight uh, that's going to be there. But it's also going to force WWE to focus on non-title feuds. I think especially if they decided to uh, shrink the women's titles down, that could be a good thing there because they're going to force people to focus on, on titles, on, on feuds that aren't centered around a championship, which they don't do a whole lot in the women's division, which is why I'm hopeful that Becky Lynch is going to be out of the title picture here a little bit because that's going to force them to utilize her elsewhere and keep her on television and working with talent. Maybe that's possible. That's been sitting in catering for the last two weeks. Please don't unify the women's titles. I know uh, you're I've, said it, I've said it once. I'll say it again. This will not be good for their women's roster. It will lead to more releases on the women's end than there, than there is on the men's end. Because if you have one woman's title, that means the Natalia's, the Naomi's, the Shayna Baszler's of the world will never sniff the women's championship. They need to not do that. Uh, they can unify all the titles. They can unify the Intercontinental and U.S. title as well. <laughs> do not do it for the woman. You know, this was something I was actually looking at. Like, there really haven't been, since the women's championship came back, and even with the two titles, really haven't been all that many different women who have held the belts since 2016. You got your four horsewomen. You got Ronda. You got Asuka. You've got Bianca and Rhea. And then if you add in Natalia, Naomi, and Carmella, I on the SmackDown side, I believe that's it. Oh, Nikki A.S.H. That's it. Those are the only women who have won a women's championship since 2016 when they brought those belts back. At least half of those would not sniff the title. If there was two, <laughs> there would only be, it's only going to be the four horse women if there's a unified women's title. Guaranteed. Maybe Bianca and maybe Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, mixing, yeah, mixing those that, in. and possibly the, Rhea Ripley, the six horse woman, the six horse, the six horse women of the apocalypse. Uh, yes. Hey guys, make sure to get in your, uh, your comments in and, and your questions. It's kind of a free for all here. Uh, if you have a uh, question to get in like, uh, uh, Delwyn Jones here, he's like, my question to you lads coming over from the UK thought on the UK pay-per-view coming up, 
uh, to WWE in Cardiff. I'm excited because I'm from North Wales. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's close. I don't know. Uh, geography is not my strong suit. Uh, I'm excited for this for, for a lot of different reasons, but for, for the fans that are over there that haven't had a major stadium t- uh, show in 30 years, as a guy who's never seen a pay-per-view in my own hometown, trust me, I'm hoping that streak will break for me one day. Uh, we're going to need a new arena first. But anyway, um, but I'm excited for the talent. Guys like Drew McIntyre who have been manifesting uh, this to happen. And I think we're going to get a lot of cool matchups out of this as well. This is something that Jeremy and I were talking about on the uh, NXT review show uh, last week after this, this uh, news broke. I think we're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting matchups here and I'm excited for this show. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I think this is going to be a very fun weekend with this show as well as AEW all out. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm hoping in Chicago uh, that weekend and seeing a great show myself, but I'm looking forward to the UK fans that haven't had a major pay-per-view in like so many years. And, you know, people always go back to, you know, SummerSlam, but I really love the insurrections and the one night only pay-per-views. I still, those are some of my most rewatched pay-per-views that I watch on the Peacock network because those were so much fun. So I'm very happy for the fans in the UK that are going to experience that uh supersonic uh, helping me out here i forgot about alexa i also forgot about nia Jax as well but still yes. that's a, that's a short list uh for only uh again four five years six years six years jesus six years of women's championship that's a short list that's a very very short list and you're it's been dominated again uh by the uh four horsewomen uh, we do appreciate you guys tuning in we also appreciate our friends over at athletic greens tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to start your day off right their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health nervous system immune system energy recovery focus and aging it is also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets there's only one gram of sugar no chemicals or artificial anything reclaim your health arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that is it make it even easier athletic greens is going to give you your one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com believe that is b-l-e-a-v again go to athleticgreens.com believe these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease athletic greens take ownership of your health we do have monday night raw tonight queen wants to think do we think the women's tag team title match sp3 is going to be the main event i think it should be i don't think it will be no it won't be i'm sorry <laughs> I, I wish it was but no you get uh, I, I know WWE. Yeah, no. If anything, I think it might kick off the show. But again, it depends on if there's a big angle because if Rhea does end up joining Edge by the end of the night, I think Edge might carry that to uh, the main event. But I definitely think it should be. But the fact that we already saw this match two weeks ago makes me think I I don't I don't think the titles are going to be enough. The star power definitely indicates that it should be. But I know WWE uh, too well. Uh, Delusional Group YouTube channel. Appreciate it. Where do we think Cody will go after his work with Seth leading to Roman at SummerSlam? I do believe Roman is the the play at SummerSlam right now. That is my belief. I have no inside track, just a gut feeling on that. Um, I have a feeling that this thing with Seth is going to carry him into that. I don't know if there's going to be any work in between. Yeah, I, I could see him having another match with Seth at Hell in a Cell. And then him being in my 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 bet is still the same from right after WrestleMania 38. I think Cody should win the Money in the Bank at, in that stadium in Las Vegas, and then cash in by saying he's going to call his shot at SummerSlam against Roman. Yeah, and that would be the the two year anniversary of the the tribal the tribal chief, the head of the table. Perfect time to kind of end it. I mean, he's going to hit 600 days this week. 600 days as universal champion now the wwe undisputed universal heavyweight champion or whatever the hell they're calling this damn thing um and you know honestly that might be a play there too where they could they could split this off i saw somebody else say hey look you know cody could come in and say look i want the wwe championship forget about that damn blue belt i want the wwe championship playoff you know everything we've seen him talk about that might be a way they split them up um or they may they may choose that day to introduce the new championship belt. I mean, we've seen some designs floating out online. A lot of could cool things that. they could do. I think SummerSlam would be the perfect time to do that. Mostly because I'm I'm selfish and I'm going to be there in Nashville for that. So I wanted to be there to see it. Of course you're of selfish. Course. Of course um, I would love, I mean, that sounds like a cool idea, but in when you really think about it, 
doesn't that kind of give away the result? If he's just challenging for the WWE title, everybody's going to go in like, oh, Cody's going to win because yeah, then Roman Roman can keep the Universal Championship. So I feel like that call, that makes it a foregone conclusion too much. Yeah. Oh, God. Could you imagine if they have Cody win Money in the Bank, give him that title shot, main event of SummerSlam, and he loses? That's what I think is going to happen. <sighs> they love their heat. They love their heat, and I don't oh. see I don't see Roman I I see Roman versus Drew the main event of that UK show. So, and that's afterwards, right? Exactly. Mm. But the the saving grace would be if they do Drew and Tyson Fury. Yeah, that could be the saving grace of that to where they don't do that, and then maybe we just get Roman and 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 Gunter uh, as a as a match not for the championship but that that could be a possibility that they might do uh, over there as well again lots of interesting possibilities seeing a question about kaylee ray we'll we'll bring that up coming up here in a little bit do you want to answer this one real quick supersonic x do you think charlotte flair will be out of the women's title scene no never never ever 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 never ever, ever. No. never not until no. she's done not until not she's done never gonna happen it's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, SP3, uh, AEW made some headlines uh, over the weekend, and there was one spot in particular, Rampage, right? Great, fantastic Texas death match for the AEW world title. Hangman Adam Page retains over Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Fantastic spot with the barbed wire. He wraps it around his arm. He hits him in the face with it. He then takes it, forms it into a, a circle, maybe a, a pseudo crown of thorns, uh, shall we say, places on it on the top of Adam Jesus Cole, and then spikes him through the ground and through the table and ends up winning the match that way. And uh, seemed very fitting. Uh, some people, myself and yourself included, uh, very fitting for it being Good Friday. Uh, I loved it. I had no issue with it. Whoo boy, but the internet lit on fire over the weekend. And there are a lot of people who thought that AEW might be taking a, a shot at religion or mocking something, this, that, and the other thing. I don't know. Is, is that kind of criticism of the crown of barbed wire spot? Do you find that to be valid SP three? Is there a point to be made there or are people making a mountain out of a molehill here? Um, I think it's the people that some of the individuals that chose to criticize this or question it or one of our SK colleagues who did a whole damn podcast about Tony Khan's religious beliefs and why he was mocking uh, the Catholic religion with this. I, I, I tend to kind of look at them as pearl clutchers. As you, as they say, because the the SK colleague that did that is the same guy who was behind the Undertaker crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, the, the road dog, the road dog Jesse James also worked for the company when they did that, and he also crucified a a young woman in Stephanie McMahon. Just want to put that out there as well. Uh, also, uh, Vistic Man has had a whole damn match with God. Yeah. Uh, and and, one, went, to, right? and, and one. Went, to, went to a church and drank holy water and spit it out like he was Triple H at the same time. Uh, then there was also Eric Bischoff who uh, retweeted what uh, Sean Ross Sapp said when Sean Ross Sapp laughed at the spot. Uh, he says, you find this funny? Yes, that Eric Bischoff that wrote Controversy Creates Cash. Yeah. <laughs> This all makes a whole bunch of sense, but I understand. I will say that it is valid because of their sponsorships and their ad, their ad partners, because we had the situation last summer with Nick Gage, with the pizza cutter, you know, cutting open Chris Jericho at the same time of a Domino's ad was running. So that caused a lot of conflict and something that came up weeks later and something that, you know, WWE was um, horn blowing about. Of course, WWE, very hypocritical in that. But that yeah. is besides the point. I understand the criticism on that end because it is not the best look to do something like that on Good Friday. Uh, I don't I didn't take it that serious as someone that went to church a lot as a kid, went to Catholic mm -hmm. school for pretty much my whole entire life. 
I found the spot fun. It was fun. I don't take wrestling that seriously, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. That, that I feel like these are the people we we the people that take wrestling way too seriously show themselves when stuff like this happens. And I think that's where the line has to be drawn. But yes, I can understand the criticism, and I think it is valid when it comes to their sponsorship and their ad. I, I will never be somebody who will sit here and tell you how you should feel and tell you that if you you if you are offended by something, that that means you are wrong. So in this case, yes, I will say if that spot truly offended you. All right. Like if, if it if you're a very religious person, God love you. All right. I'm not there with you, but, you know, you're allowed to believe what you want to believe. If you were offended by that or if you took some kind took it as some kind of slight against your religion, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong. All I'm going to say is to me, you know, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I don't think there was malicious intent uh, behind it. I think they were just saying, Hey, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Hey, you kind of look like Jesus, right? With the long hair and the beard and everything. Let's just spike this on your head and shove it through a table and, and call it a day. Um, so I'm, but I'm not going to tell you if you feel bad about this, that you're, that you're wrong. I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong because you're not. It's just how you feel, and that's how you're programmed to feel, and that's that's perfectly fine. I will take issue with pretty much everybody that you listed out there because they're being very hypocritical in this statement. So if you're one of those guys and you you took part in that, like, I love Road Dog, Like, I do. I'm a big Road Dog Jesse James fan. But there was a photo, you know, floating around about him dressed up, you know, mocking the nation of domination. He did. Yeah, he basically uh, did blackface, and he was with people that did blackface. and. Yeah. Didn't seem to have a problem then, and that you know, I could I could have retweeted that with his uh you know would it be would it be as funny if it was any other religion they were mocking? Yeah, I would have been uh, like, would this have been funny if you were making fun of any other race? Like, <laughs> yeah. Now again, playing devil's advocate here, times change, people change. What was deemed appropriate back then is not deemed appropriate now, and you got to take all of that into account. But again. I think this was just a, a fun little spot that kind of got blown out of perfor- proportion. Uh, but again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and tell you if you, if you were, um, you know, if you feel a certain way about that, that you're wrong in any way, shape or form. Uh, and then by the way, so that was on Friday. Then kind of Saturday, we got battle of the belts two, and AEW pissed some more people off when they had Scorpio sky Drop his newly won TNT championship to Sammy Guevara. Now, SP3, a lot of people, including yourself, including myself, very excited when Scorpio Sky won that. This was a long time coming for him. He had a year-long undefeated streak, a lot of it on AEW Dark and Elevation. We could have a debate about you know that against uh, uh, WWE uh, main event. I know that was something that y'all were doing on social media <laughs> over the weekend, but we don't have enough time to get into that today. Um but a lot of people were excited when he got this opportunity. And then a lot of people were looking to battle of the belts as, okay, he can finally end this thing with Sammy Guevara and move on. Nope. Sammy Guevara hits him with a low blow, ends up winning the match, claims a TNT championship for the third time. So SB three, number two here on the five count. Did AEW make a mistake by booking Sammy Guevara to capture the TNT championship at battle of the belts two? Yes. I'm, and maybe I'm being a little biased in saying that because I think it's a yes, they made a mistake. It's because what was the point of putting the title on Scorpio Sky then? They literally they did not accomplish anything. I feel like every TNT championship run has made a lot of sense and has benefited the people involved. You know, you have Cody come, you know, become the first champion with the open challenge and it created jobs for people like Ricky Starks and Eddie Kingston. Then he loses the title to Brody Brody Lee and Brody Lee gets the biggest win of his career. Feels like a legitimate TV star on a mainstream wrestling promotion. Then he loses it back to Cody and Cody uses this run to establish, you know, further establish establish Orange Cassidy, as well as lose the title to Darby Allen and make him a star. Darby's run, where he became like this ratings draw for AEW, and you saw 
Darby as a potential future AEW world champion. And then he lost it to Miro and Miro did the best character work of his career as God's yeah. favorite champion and the redeemer. But it seems like ever since God turned his back on Miro, this title hasn't been doing well. Sammy's first run didn't like the world on fire. And then, you know, Cody won it and you had this polarizing crowd towards Cody and then he loses it back to Sammy and you think, oh, Sammy's now made. He's now a made man. And he's on a, he's on a better foot than how he started his last title run. But it was basically just the same. He held it for a short time. Uh, he had the great match with Darby and the great match with Darby and Andrade. He probably should have lost it to Andrade if this was going to be the case. He loses it to Scorpio Sky and then it feels like, okay, great. You know, AEW has his first black male champion, but the fact that he only holds it for 39 days just feels like it was a token run. And anything token, considering, you know, my race and the background and the connection to that type of saying, it does not sit well with me at all. And it also doesn't sit well with me because Scorpio Sky should be the TNT champion for that first show in Los Angeles in the forum. I said that from the very beginning when he won the title, that that's what I wanted. That's all I I, I didn't care if he lost the title at that event. I just needed him to be the champion going in. The silver lining in all of this is that Sammy Guevara kind of started his heel turn. I didn't exactly. think that that was an official heel turn, but he started the heel turn. And whatever the baby face is that does eventually be him from the TNT championship, hopefully we can get this title back to where it was in the fall of 2021. But it's been a very very difficult eight months to kind of accept the booking of the TNT championship where it really feels like a goddamn hot potato and exactly. AEW needs to get this together immediately. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my biggest issue with this um, is that it has been very, very hot potato. It's like, okay, you have it for 20 days. Okay. I'm going to have it for 30 days. Okay. You have it for 20 days. And like Scorpio sky just won the damn thing. Um, as, as, is typical with a lot of the topics we just dis we discussed. I'm gonna say no, they did not make a mistake, but there's an asterisk here, and it's all gonna depend on what they do after. Because if this leads to Sammy and Ty turning heel, if this leads to Scorpio and Ethan turning babyface and splitting away from Dan Lambert, who they don't need as their mouthpiece whatsoever, the promo that they cut afterwards where ethan page who legitimately got busted open is just screaming at the damn camera the promo that those two gentlemen cut they didn't need dan lambert there they could have ended that after 90 seconds and it would have been gold dan lambert don't turn him babyface. don't need him split him away he can still be there for uh for page van zandt if if she needs him to be okay but scorpio and ethan they need to be baby faces they need to be on their own, and Scorpio Sky or Ethan, one of those two, preferably Scorpio because I think he got done dirty here, needs to win the TNT Championship back really, really quickly. Maybe he wins it off of Sammy in Los Angeles, and that's the that's the kind of make good that happens here. But if if this win on Saturday leads to all of that, then no, they didn't make a mistake. It was just a means to get to an end. And then Scorpio or Ethan can have their elongated TNT title run and finally get that thing back on track. What I think uh, just makes this, amplifies this, is the fact that it has been hot potato. You take it, you take it, you take it. Now you take it, now you take it for the last eight months now. And I think that that has a huge problem with it. And a lot of people, much like they were when Thunder Rosa lost at the pay-per-view, didn't have the foresight to see ahead that, okay, she's going to win this thing in, in her hometown. All right. There were a lot of people who didn't have that foresight to see it. And then that happened. So maybe this is what they're doing here where, where Scorpio gets another big win. I don't know. But that's a lot that has to come to fruition for this not to be a mistake. And we love everyone in the comments. Your comments are always welcome and great. Yes. But this is the most laughable comment I've ever seen on the <laughs> Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Again, AEW knows how to get fans upset. Unlike WWE. Monica, I love you. Have you missed the last 25 years of WWE upsetting fans? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, man. No, I, I can't agree with that. I just can't. I'm sorry. Oh, no. But upsetting fans is a fantastic segue into number three because Tony Khan, the man of huge announcements, SP3, has another one coming up 
this Wednesday. And there are the rumors out there of an AEW New Japan uh, joint show possibly going down uh, in Chicago. Now, the last time Tony had a huge major announcement, he bought a whole damn company. All right. When most people expect like a huge announcement, they're thinking, oh, my God, here's another talent who's coming in because there's still a lot of free agents out there. Oh, my God. Are they going to be bringing in Bray Wyatt? Are they going to be bringing in Tegan Knox? Are they going to be bringing in Athena? Uh, the myriad of free agents that are still out there. If this does end up being the AEW New Japan rumors, if those are true, does this meet the expectation standards that TK has now set with these things? In my eyes, yes, it will. Because an AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Show, we got a shout out Super J Cass who came out with this rumor, kind of speculated at it, and you know, talking about that there may be an AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Show on June in June in Chicago. This is something that has been rumored and been talked about and speculated about since the very beginning of AEW. AEW was in talks with New Japan before it officially became a thing and be had their first show in January of 2019. AEW and the EVPs went to New Japan about a partnership. Then it wasn't really considered. Then a year later, when we had Tadahashi versus Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, Hiroshi Tadahashi doesn't get enough credit for it, but he is the man that came up with the term forbidden door. And then we saw what's happened during the pandemic with not a lot of crossover happening. We've seen New Japan Pro Wrestling coming over to AEW. And, you know, I saw a certain article saying that we haven't seen it the other way, but we, in fact, have with New Japan Pro Wrestling of America. Even this past weekend, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Windy City Riot, which was a good show, despite a lot of audio issue and technical <laughs> issues on Fight TV, that had AEW star John Moxley going in against Will Ospreay in one of the best matches I've seen all year. That also had on the, on his show the House of Blacks Brody King. It also had on the on the show Eddie Kingston come out and challenge Tomohiro Ishii and all three of those guys from AEW are going to be on the next big show for New Japan Pro Wrestling on May 14th. All of this kind of it's, it points in the direction that the truth that the rumor will be true for some for someone that's a hardcore wrestling fan like myself I am going to be excited but I understand there's going to be some casual fans that don't view New Japan in that same light and that are going to say oh this is disappointing but at the end of the day I feel like a lot a large percentage of those fans that are going to look at this and say it doesn't meet expectation standards are the same fans that were getting all excited last summer when WWE said that they they were going to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So all I'm going to say is something that I say a lot when it comes to professional wrestling. Keep that same energy <laughs> or shut up. Just It's either one or the other. Don't talk about either or or keep the same energy. Uh, Y'all in the chat, right? If you would buy a shirt that says keep the same, keep that same energy on it. And maybe like believe in pro wrestling with our logo on the back. Uh, let me know because I'm I'm like exploring options here as we go down the line about you and know merchandise. You gotta get Vince hat. Vince hat. <laughs> Vince hat. Yes, we gotta get the Vince hat and maybe a shirt that says "Thanks for listening to all X minutes of this half hour podcast." Something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, yeah. we, you know, I'm working on merchandise ideas. If you got anything in the chat, if you were willing to spend some money, just let me know. All right, but I think that's definitely some options that we have on the table here. I do think, um, you know, just real quick, so I know we're short on time. I do know that I, I do think that there are going to be that that large group of people who aren't going to define this. Those those casuals. But AEW, man, to their credit, and we talk about this a lot. We wish WWE would focus more on their P1s and not on the casual audience, right? You have to know where your bread is buttered. AEW knows where their bread is buttered. It's with their P1s. It's with their hardcore fans. And this is an announcement that I think will meet their expectations and not necessarily uh, the ones of the, the casual audience or the more hardcore WWE uh, audience. Um, so uh, speaking of WWE SP3, they are in uh, the name change in business as of late. And um, business is not exactly booming, uh, shall we say, because a lot of these names are... Ugh, oh boy uh and the latest report not confirmed by the company yet is the fact that kaylee ray former nxt uk champion longest reigning i do believe 
uh, women's champion Kaylee Ray is getting a new name, as is Casey Catanzaro. They will be the latest uh, to uh, be switching names. And a lot of this has to do with WWE wanting to have the rights and trademarking these names and, and really kind of pivoting superstars away from what they've used on the indie scene as of late. I know Indy Hartwell uh, is another person whose name has been floated out there as possibly getting uh, hers changed soon because she did use Indy Hartwell on the independent scene. Io Shirai, I believe, is safe. Uh, and so is uh, Dakota Kai. I believe they're safe at this time, but there's a lot of people who could be getting their name changed very, very quickly. So number four here, okay, do we... Do we accept WWE's reason of wanting to own everything, wanting to be able to copyright things and, and make the money off of merchandising and things like that and not having people use real names? That's another issue is they're using their real names. Do we accept that as a valid reasoning or is this just getting flat out ridiculous at this point? My favorite one is changing Indy Hartwell to Indiana Harlow. That is, that is just too hilarious for me that is just that just popped me way too much it popped me way more than it what was, was hers what was hers indiana harlow that was that popped me so much when i heard that one but i'm actually on the side of it's a valid reasoning wwe we've done this for years they want to own the intellectual property of their performers not the performers themselves right but their names i so i understand that and then the guys they and the guys and gals who are have been using their names and their names have got them a fan base on the independent scene they can just go back to it we've seen it with john moxley john moxley it didn't it didn't detriment you know detriment his whole career honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't be into John Moxley the way I am if he was still Dean Ambrose. So I think yeah. that the change from Dean Ambrose to John Moxley benefited his career. So I think that this is a valid reason. It's something that we've known about WWE for a while. It might be getting a little crazy to some people, but I totally understand it. Here's my issue with it. It's not I I I I view WWE's point as valid. I totally get it. The problem is a lot of these names suck. They are flat out bad. And especially as uh, Queen brings up here, how have they been in the company this whole time? And now they're finally deciding to change their names. That's what's insulting to the audience is when you have somebody like Pete Dunn, who has worked with the company for four, five, six years, enough to where he has signed a second contract with the company. And then you move him from Tuesday nights to Friday nights. And now he's just butch. And now he's scrappy doo butch wrestling in suspenders, which is also the dumbest damn thing on the freaking planet. I don't have time to go into it right now. But you, you, you change all these people's names after we have grown accustomed to who they are and after we have after we have bought into them. Kaylee Ray, by the way, okay, her new name is allegedly Alba Fry. And uh Casey Catanzaro is going to be Katana Chance. These names suck. Here's my question. In the case of somebody like Kaylee Ray, couldn't you just change the spelling of Lee? Couldn't you just go L-E-I-G-H? Like, seriously. Or just call her Kaylee. K-A-L, or excuse me, K-A-Y spelling is not my strong suit. K-A-Y-L-I-G-H. And that's it. Kaylee Ray. Instead of three names, go with two. It sounds the same. But it's different. They did this with Batista. They changed how they spelled Batista so they could own it. They changed Asuka's spelling so they could own it. All right? It's not hard. You don't have to go completely out of the blue. Indy Hartwell, change the I to a Y or change the last name to H-E-A-R-T. It's not hard. You don't have to completely blow everything up. What the frick are we doing? The only one that's been good has been Roxanne Perez. That one's okay. That one's like a legit okay name for Roxy. That's fine. Why do we have to blow everything up and call him Butch and Dewdrop and every ridiculous damn thing under the sun? Indiana Harlow. I'm popping in my head. That's all I need. Sweet. Tap dancing Jesus. I don't understand. 
what they're doing with some of these. They are just, like I said, with Pete Dunn, changing him to Butch. It's tying an, a, an anchor around his ankles, chucking him into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and saying, now swim up to the dam uh, top of the water so you can breathe a little bit. Last but not least, one person who's getting to keep his WWE name because when he came in, they changed it immediately, which is what they're going to be doing from now on. So we don't have these random name changes, at least knock on wood, we hope. Uh, but LA Knight, it appears as though he's being called up to the main roster. Possibly. Uh, they they did a dark segment ahead of Friday Night SmackDown where he was uh, a manager. Came out, talked about Knight model management, and he introduced his first new client, Mace. Mace, yeah, that Mace of Retribution. Mace, formerly Dio Madden, formerly the guy who got put through an announce table by Brock Lesnar. Like, that's his claim to fame at this point, is Mace. But he says he's keeping an eye open for talent. He's going to be recruiting. So it looks like we might be getting night model management on the main roster. None of that aired. All dark, possibly, you know, a test run. So. SP3, LA Knight, somebody we have talked about desperately needed on Friday Night SmackDown for the mic skills alone. LA Knight is a manager. Yeah, or no. I saw the promo. Right. If you asked me this on Friday when we first heard it was official and they did the dark match, and especially because he's with Mace, I would have said no. But after seeing the promo, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand it. And the fact that he changed Mace into face, like he was a <laughs> member of the A-team, I actually enjoy this. And I think this is going to be good for him. This is going to get him on TV. He'll have a consistent character that uh, people will get. It will get under the people's skin because he's a good talker. He knows how to generate heat. And it's not a death sentence. It's not the same type of death sentence that making Drew Gulak a backstage interviewer oh. and having him tap out to mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair on the same night feels like he might be getting a call pretty soon. Like that felt like he was getting a call pretty soon. This feels like this is going to put him in a position to succeed on the main roster. I know there's going to be people that want to see him wrestle. And I'm one of those people. I've always been a fan of Eli Drake ever since his time in impact wrestling all the way through his run in NXT. And I want to see him succeed on the main roster, but I feel like this is a good thing. And it's not a death sentence because we've seen other people who have kind of reformed their career. Sami Zayn was, was going to be a manager. He had his whole his whole group with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, great and, liberator. and when the WWE saw, oh, he's a really good talker, they have found a role for him as a competitor, as a wrestler, where he could still talk, where he could still do his thing. So I, we don't know if this is the long-term plan for LA Knight. This just seems like a way to introduce him on the main roster. So I'm totally fine with it if it's not the long-term plan so i am going with yeah i'm kind of in the same boat right like i when i first heard about this the possibility that they were going to be turning him into a manager i was slamming my head down on the freaking table going why this guy should be up he should be one of your top baby faces one of your top competitors on friday night smackdown because the guy has everything and he's incredibly over in nxt right now but It's hard to be that over that quickly, even as good as LA Knight is, once you move up to the main roster. So him actually cutting a heel promo makes sense to me. I don't like it right away, but it makes sense to me. I think in the long term, this thing has legs. So I'm going to say, yeah, uh, for LA Knight being a manager, because I'm hoping it's going to be more of a player coach, kind of like what you alluded to, where, yes, every once in a while, he will wrestle. He will lace him up. And he can kind of lead this faction of misfit toys, these talents that have just been underutilized or mistreated. Hell, can we get Dominic Dijakovic back over in this group for the love of God? These people that have been stuck on main event or losing matches. Hell, Mason, a quick dark match, beat Eric of Eric and Ivar. How quickly the War Raiders have fallen in the last few years for the love of God. There's somebody who could be uh, revitalized. But I think for the longevity of this team, it can't just be that collection of misfit toys. They 
got to be able to bring in at least a semi-heavy hitter. We talked about somebody like Ronda Rousey could really use a mouthpiece, and I think LA Knight would be perfect for her. Perfect. Now, I don't know if they would add somebody the caliber of Ronda Rousey to that group, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I think I, I came up, check out WrestleTalk.com. I actually did an article, five potential managers for Ronda Rousey. And, you know, L.A. Knight was in that list because he was already being billed as a manager and he was a babyface in NXT. So it could have been a nice little transition and give him a prominent role right off the top. But I feel like now that he's being established as a heel and he has this gimmick, I think there's better options. Someone like Pat McAfee. Yes, he's great as a commentator, but him as a manager for Ronda Rousey, that's right. a great way to keep Ronda as a baby face and have someone that's just as popular as her be her mouthpiece. Or someone like Malcolm Bivens, who before, yeah, he was a heel manager, but now he's he's the manager for the babyface Creed brothers. So it's not a big leap for him to get on the main roster and get have an even bigger spot on the card and a raise as well by managing Ronda Rousey and get the most eyes on Malcolm Bivens, who's so talented. But I feel like this is going to be good for, like you said, the misfit toys of the world. Put him with the Maces. Put him with the T-Bars. Put him with the, with the Viking Raiders. Maybe he yeah. just, like, he could transform anyone. You want to really see his range? He could make he could make Eric and Ivar beauty queens. Like, that would be, that would show just how great night model management really is the only thing that could hinder this because i think la's got the the talent and the ability to get this over but like we have seen with other groups in the past especially retribution they killed retribution from the get-go why because they weren't winning matches so night model management even if this ends up being all the people left from retribution that are still in the company and a few other people maybe even somebody like a a a, a um oh a Mansoor, Somebody who hasn't been on TV in a while, got to win, man. They got to win matches. They got to go over to get over. Yes. Or people aren't going to care and they're not going to take them seriously. And no amount of trash talking from LA Knight uh, is going to work because they're going to constantly get beat and they're going to end up right back where they were on main event television. That's it. Uh, the report did come out on Alexa Bliss from FightfulSelect.com. Make sure to subscribe there because we're out of time. Which means we'll be talking about that on tomorrow's edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who was here who commented. Sorry we didn't have time to get into your, all your questions because we had a hard out and we missed it by six minutes. So sorry, SP3. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who is here. Again, this will be up on the podcast uh, feed very soon for all of those who, uh, who might have missed it or want to go back or joined in late. Uh, and again, it's going to be right here on the YouTube channel. By the way, make sure to slam that thumbs up button. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. We are working our way towards monetization. We can't do it without you guys. We have noticed our audience continuing to grow. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also, yes. Also, just a real quick a note. Let us know in the comments. You were great in the live chat, but leave us a comment if you enjoy the live version. This is the only the second time we've done a live show. If if Rick is able to get out of work at 150, I, I can I can move this and give myself maybe an hour to spend live with you guys on yeah. the afternoon spot, maybe once a week or uh, every other week, something like that. Let us know if you like our live editions of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast Absolutely. and future in your comments let us know in the comments down below absolutely we appreciate you guys listening to all 52 minutes of this half hour podcast mm -hmm. or today was supposed to be 45 regardless thank you so much like share subscribe spread the word we're growing every day take care guys this has been the believe in pro wrestling podcast live edition yeah brought to you by bet online thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.